Hello and welcome to the Make an Impact podcast with me, Heidi Fisher. It's too complicated to measure our impact. We don't have the resources. Nobody cares. We can't afford it. Yes, you can and yes, you must. And in the Make an Impact podcast, Heidi Fisher explores how organisations put impact at the heart of what they do and how you can too. In today's episode, the tables are turned on me, Heidi Fisher, and I'm asked about my recent visit to the Social Enterprise World Forum in Ethiopia and how that has impacted me and my plans for the future. So Heidi, we're turning the tables today. Normally you're doing the interviewing in this fantastic podcast of yours, but today I'm going to ask you a few questions. Thanks for, uh, thanks for agreeing to be interviewed today. How are you? All right, a little bit nervous because, like you say, I'm usually asking the questions and I, I know what I'm I'm thinking about asking, whereas today it does really feel like the tables have been turned on me. They have indeed, they have. But I know you've got some wonderful stuff to talk about. You've recently been to the Social Enterprise World Forum in Ethiopia. I know that you attended thanks to support from the British Council. What was what was it like? What was, what was um, SEWF all about? Uh, it's so amazing. It, it's like um, being surrounded by the most vibrant, high-energy family permanently. <laughs> right. <laughs> Superb, vibrant, high-energy, fantastic. And you went with your own vision, your own goals. You've frequently talked about how you want all businesses to be social enterprises and how you want to support 100,000 children out of poverty around the world. Now, I might think that that's big thinking, but what you've said to me afterwards, you've said that uh, attending the event has taught you that you've been playing small. Can can you elaborate on that? Yeah, it's, um, I suppose, the, the UK, we, we think we're the, the centre of the universe when it comes to social enterprise and that we're doing all this huge, fantastic work and leading the way in terms of social enterprise. But going to the Social Enterprise World Forum in Ethiopia has shown me that actually Africa is a continent, which is 54 countries. Um, Mm. Think about social enterprise on such a a bigger scale, not just in terms of the size of the social enterprise they want to create, but the impact they want to have. And, you know, for them, 100,000 people would be tiny they are talking about working with millions of people and billions of people and it just made me think how small my vision is I think few people would describe your vision as small but perhaps it's fair to say that it's slightly smaller than the vision of those folk in 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 Africa that you met and that vision of working with millions in five years and billions within 10 years is is enormous I, I agree uh, and ambitious too. You have flagged up a, a few other standout facts that really made you stop and think about social enterprise in the African continent. And perhaps you can talk more about those. Yeah, ap- apart from just the the scale that they, they want to operate at, um, they all start from the idea of having a, a viable business model their, their first question is, who is the, the customer that's going to pay for this service or this product, mm. which is, is very different to how a lot or a, a, 
a huge proportion of social enterprises in the UK start because they're actually starting from the the concept that there's a problem, they want to help people, where can they get some funding to get started? And then when the funding starts to dry up in two or three years' time, then they'll start to think about developing a product or service and finding a customer that will pay for it to keep the organisation going. Whereas that isn't the approach at all in Africa. So that's one big kind of light bulb moment in terms of actually, you know, they they are very much more business focused. Yeah, Um, so start with a minimum viable product and uh, and just get going with with that product that people can buy and, and iterate, mm-hmm. I suppose. Um, yeah. Um, the other thing, because they are looking to scale so rapidly, so for a lot of them, you know, they're looking to scale 10 to 100 times within, within two to 10 years. Um, tech is a, a huge um, part of what they're doing. So they, they're looking within their, their product or service how they can integrate tech to have that reach across millions or billions of people. Right, okay. So tech it will be the catalyst to scale up rapidly. In terms of the, the tech that we're talking about, were you exposed to, did you learn about new applications, new systems, new tech providers, or are they using... Um, the, the African social entrepreneurs that you talked with, are they using existing tech that uh, that you're already familiar with? So some of them are using um, online platforms, particularly if they're doing work in schools or educational employment programs. A lot of it's just um, giving people access to online platforms. But there's a lot of tech around um, agriculture, um, increasing crop productivity, um, all uh, the environmental stuff about clean water. There's a lot of new tech that's been developed around that, as well as around health um, services and health issues. So, um, you know, it's really about enabling people to have access to these services, even if they live in really rem- remote places. Right. Okay. You have talked earlier about the UK feeling that we're the centre of the social enterprise universe but that going to uh, SEWF has really demonstrated that that the UK is is not at the centre of the social enterprise world. I was really interested in the Thomson Reuters study that came out um, a week or two ago where they rank countries um, by uh, a, a whole range of metrics in terms of which are the best environments to start and to grow social enterprises and the last time they um last time they published their metrics a couple of years ago the uk was in the top 10 this uh, this time around it, it wasn't um and i think one of your other reflections is uh, about uh, the plethora of, of amazing work that's happening globally um, that you you're exposed to at ewf is that, is that right yeah definitely so um obviously this year uh, Canada is is the best place to be a social entrepreneur and um, the UK as you you say has dropped out of the top 10 and I I think that's because we've become a little bit complacent in that we've done all this work around social value we've uh, done a lot of work around social investment and social finance and we've sort of remained stationary while everyone else has been 
off innovating and taking what we created and, and doing better things with it. Complacency can be very, very, very dangerous indeed and uh, brought into sharp focus by uh, attending an international event and, and making the comparisons. What else did you notice about social enterprise specifically in, in Africa? Um, so they are also very focused on achieving the sustainable development goals. So this is something that's um, quite close to my heart in terms of impact measurement and how yeah. we um, identify the impact we have. And for a lot of social enterprises in the UK, they, they aren't even aware that the sustainable development goals exist, never mind trying to achieve them. Whereas in, in Africa, it's that, you know, how can we achieve these sustainable development goals? And some of the goals are huge, but they're, they're actually really committed to achieving them. Yeah. And I, I suppose from that perspective, as, as well as this, this idea of, of thinking much bigger, it's also seeing that the, the change in, in the type of businesses that people want to set up, in that people do want to have social enterprises, that they are thinking about things that have a social or environmental purpose, is, is really happening out there. There is this, this huge shift away from, um, from just having a, a business that's maximising shareholder value. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's happening around the globe. Yes. And, and you describe this focus on achieving the sustainable development goals as unrivaled um, from the African social enterprises that you met compared with uh, unrivaled by um, businesses here in the UK, social enterprises in, in, in the UK. As you've said, the SDGs are a brilliant way to specifically measure and map impact. And you obviously, you help people to, to measure and to, to map their impact. So for someone who's listening to this and they're going, right, okay, this does sound interesting. You and sustainable development goals. Perhaps someone has heard a little bit about them, doesn't know that much. How, how do you help an organization demonstrate their performance against uh, or towards um, meeting the UN sustainable development goals? What, what sort of tips or advice do you have? Okay, so um, the first step is just to to look at the, the 17 goals in the, the wider context and you know things like no poverty decent work gender equality and just think well is that something that that may be relevant to our organization so Mm. you pick out of the 17 the ones that you think are are relevant to your organization and then from that the next step is really to look at the targets and the indicators within each of those goals to see if there are specific targets or indicators that are then relevant to what you're doing mm-hmm. um so for the the uk one of their um priorities in in terms of the goals is around health and yeah. um i think the other one is around education so there there are some some specific um targets that the uk is working to around those areas but it doesn't necessarily mean that they will, you'll have to just work towards them. You could be working towards something within the other 17 goals. My mm. only, um, I suppose, caution around trying to, to link and connect into the global goals is obviously the, the global goals are, are targeting the, the poorest and the most disadvantaged people and communities in the, the world. 
And although that will include a proportion of people in the UK, for a lot of organisations, they're, they're probably not even touching on, on the, the people that those goals are, are designed to be working with. Right. So it, it's, it's just being, um, as with all impact measurement, careful that you're not overstating the impact that you're having. Yes. But um, the, the benefit of, of thinking and, and using the sustainable development goals is that it takes you out of your very small, localised, community-based perspective Yes. And links you up to a, a a global thing, and you know you, you can see that actually potentially what you're doing is having an impact on something at a global level. That makes sense, and I know of course you you have extensive further advice on on impact and lean impact measurement and, and so on. But that that's very very helpful indeed, Heidi. Thanks. So you've reflected on Africa, on social enterprise in Africa. On Social Enterprise Internationally, because the Social Enterprise World Forum, which was held in Ethiopia, attracted delegates from all over the world. And you've, you've come back and you've said, well, I thought my vision, my goals were ambitious. I thought they were big. And now you've said, actually, um, they're a little bit smaller in comparison with, with uh, some people I've met. So what's going to be different now? You've come back from SEWF. What will you, what have you already started doing that's different as a result of attending? And what, what will you do differently now? For me, my plan and uh, I suppose my, my five-year and my 10-year plan, I've, I've been scrutinising them in a bit more detail. <laughs> um, me, I, I recognise that, um, that there's potentially this shift from from me um, being behind the scenes in that I'm supporting other social enterprises to improve their impact and grow their income to actually going back to, to running some kind of social enterprise to, to scale the, the impact more widely um, and looking at collaborating with organisations in a number of different countries in order to get the scale as well as where does tech fit into it and and different things but yeah the the vision is is suddenly quite huge a, a little bit daunting but also very exciting at the same time and to be honest um not entirely sure where it's going to get me or where it's going to lead to but I'm I'm just going along on the the boat floating down the river so to speak at the moment yes well it does sound exciting big things to come big big, even bigger impact to come than uh, the impact that you've already made. Heidi, thanks for agreeing to turn the tables and uh, go in front of the microphone rather than behind the microphone asking the questions today. Um, Great to do this. And of course, um, this is part of your series of podcasts in which you interview fascinating folk making an impact, measuring their impact, and you learn more about uh, how how to do it Um, and and loads more in your podcast series. Meanwhile, um, thank you for uh, for turning the tables today. That's been great. Thank you. It was not anywhere near as bad as I thought it was going to be. It was actually quite enjoyable. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. Well, we'll have to do it again then. Thanks, Heidi. Thank you. You've been listening to the Make an Impact podcast with me, Heidi Fisher. If you've enjoyed the podcast, why not leave a review or rating? And if you'd like to be on the show, then please get in touch via my website, makeanimpactcic.co.uk. Thank you for listening.